0: Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians 4. This is the way a person should think of us as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. In this connection, moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But it is a trivial matter to me if I am evaluated by you or by a day in human court Why, I do not even evaluate myself. I do not, in fact, know of anything against myself, but I am not justified by this. Rather, the one who evaluates me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing ahead of time until the Lord comes. He will bring to light whatever is hidden in darkness, and also reveal the intentions of hearts. Then there will be praise for each person from God. Brothers, I turn these things into a lesson, using myself and Apollos as examples. I did this for your benefit, so that you may learn from us not to go beyond what is written. Then you will not be arrogant, favoring one person over the other. For who makes you so special, and what do you have that you did not receive? But if you did receive it, why do you boast, as if you had not received it? Oh, you are already filled. You have already become rich. You have begun to reign with us, if only that were really true, so that we could reign with you." For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, in the lowliest position, like men sentenced to death, because we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to people. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are so strong. We are honored. You are honored, but we are despised. At the present we still hunger and thirst and lack proper clothing. We are treated roughly, and we have no settled place to live in. We toil, working with our own hands. When we are verbally abused, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we speak kind words. We have been treated like the world's garbage, like everyone's trash, right up to the present time. I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you, as my dear children. Indeed, even if you would have ten thousand guardians in Christ, you would not have many fathers. I say this. Because in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. I urge you, therefore, to be imitators of me. That is why I have sent Timothy to you. He is my dearly loved and faithful child in the Lord, and he will remind you of my ways in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Some have become arrogant, as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you soon, if the Lord is willing, and I will find out about the power, not the talk, of those who are arrogant. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and with the spirit of gentleness? This is the word of our God. The first seven or so verses of this chapter conclude the previous thinking um talking about the mysteries that are enclosed in the gospel the the message that God has revealed through those words that could not be perceived by human wisdom. then beginning around verse eight um, in some translations all the way back in verse in verse six is where they kind of begin that transition, but right in there in that section um paul he, he the one who is called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, if you remember the, the opening of the letter. Uh, Paul goes the way of Jesus the crucified, the way which the wise of this age reject as foolishness. And that is the way of weakness and deprivation, dishonor and death, even losing his life for Christ's sake in order to find it in him. That is to say, um, at, at this time, giving up anything that would have his own personal preferences and bowing his head to follow the way that Jesus has laid out for him with biting irony he indicts the corinthians these men that are called to be saints and he indicts them for leaving their way of sainthood that jesus blessings upon the poor hungry and persecuted no longer apply to them and with all these words paul really paul really says you know what if you have jesus you have it all and These Corinthians think that they have gone so far beyond that. There seems to be some quite substantial problems, which we'll get into, again, beginning in the next chapter. But these Corinthians seem to have turned away from Christ nearly completely in their effort to appear foolish, or rather, in their effort to not appear foolish, and in their effort to, to encourage one another, and in their effort to appear wise to the world. And so with some sharp irony, Paul really says that he himself, he himself has given up on all these things. He is persecuted and he and Apollos and the other apostles are, what he says, displayed in the lowliest position, like men sentenced to death, been made spectacles to the world, both to angels and to people. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are so wise. We are weak, but you are so strong. You are honored. We are despised. We, we still hunger and thirst and lack proper clothing. What's he's saying with all this? Paul is demonstrating from his own life that the gospel will mean rejection, and that the gospel means foolishness, and that the gospel means success, but not according to the standards of the world. That the gospel message of Jesus Christ, this message of forgiveness of sins given and distributed through his chosen means of grace, this message isn't one that the world will, will applaud unless they change it. And that, is, that has been very consistent throughout history, that when you get the actual gospel message being presented um, or the gospel being proclaimed, then people don't like it. But if you can massage it a little bit and present it as, as something that merely tickles their intellect and that merely is presented to them as a good teaching for them to consider and to weigh and to choose whether they should listen to it or not, then the gospel is received by the world. And received with with fanfare. Or if the gospel is changed into Jesus is simply a God of love, and Jesus is um, attesting to universal principles that we see in every major religion of what you should do for love and, and tolerance and unity and encouragement to one another and how you should live. If that is the Jesus that was proclaimed, then the world loves him. But that is not the jesus of the bible that is not the jesus that we see portrayed in this spiritual reality of the gospel and that reality is that you have been given everything in christ and what you have or what you don't have what you suffer or what you don't suffer the recognition that you get or the recognition that you don't get none of that matters if you have this gospel of jesus if you have a Jesus who loves you, cares for you, watches out for you, if you know that this Jesus has given his life for you, that nothing else matters. And the Corinthians need to learn that. And Paul will take the rest of the book here to teach them. And then he'll write another letter or two to try to teach them that same fact, that if you have Jesus, you have it all. And if you have everything, but you don't have this Jesus, then you really have nothing. And so as you go about your day, what does this mean? Well, we're at the beginning of Holy Week and we are looking forward to, you know, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday and Easter Sunday, next Sunday. What can you do to help encourage a celebration of that within your family? and maybe you've got your days blocked out for, for worship services or turning in a live stream or something like that but what can you do personally and individually? Maybe it's waking up each day and um, and just reading a little bit from one of the gospel accounts of the crucifixion or maybe it's talking with, with a spouse or a friend about Easter of past years and, and the memories that you had there. Maybe it's talking with your children about the different things that might be happening during the course of the week and you see that especially you know in the gospel of Matthew uh, Matthew what is it 21 22 23 24 25 uh, beginning in Matthew 21 I believe is is the triumphal entry of palm sunday and that's kind of a good landmark to look at that and to peruse through those pages just a little bit to say this is my Jesus he is challenged by the world he is rejected by the world because of his of his very firm stance on who he is and they don't like it because because of his proclamation of clear law and gospel and they don't like it but this is my jesus this is the jesus that we worship this is the jesus that we love this is the jesus who was crucified and yes this is the jesus who has promised us everything so thanks so much for joining us here at the raise with jesus podcast tomorrow we'll get into first corinthians chapter five and if you have any questions comments or feedback feel free to contact the podcast you can check out the show notes rwjpodcast at gmail.com. God bless your day.